Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insight on everything to do with Newcastle United. You can find us on iTunes, Acast, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White Podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove today, joined by Lee Ryder and Stu Rayner. A couple of days after the Hibernian game, Newcastle, by all counts, played quite well after going 1-0 behind. That's where we'll start because we saw the full debut of Joe Linton. Lee, £40 million. Yes, it was against Hibernian. Yes, it was against... Uh, I mean, the manager of Hibernian wasn't very impressed that he had to play that friendly, so that might... Uh, kind of take down a notch how impressive Newcastle's performance was but nonetheless it was quite a competitive game were you impressed by what you saw from Joe Linton? Yeah I was and I mean the conditions as you say weren't you know something you can you know judge up against a Premier League game far from it really but you know Hibs went into it and they made a lot a lot of changes they made seven changes at the break as well it was a typical pre-season friendly wasn't it D- disruption all the way through basically mm. But for all that, Jalinton probably needed that just to get onto, you know, in in it would, you know, a relatively, you know, proper match scenario, uh, be be able to have that extra touch maybe, and you know, show what he can do, get his confidence going, got on the score sheet, probably could have had a hat trick really, if we're being totally honest. And uh, I think all in all, that is exactly what he needed. For you, Stu, you were impressed with the way Miguel, Miron, and and Jalinton, uh, you know, linked up. Yeah. I'd, I'd go beyond impressed, really, and say excited. You know, I mean, all the points you made about it only being a pre-season friendly and, and, you know, Hibs's attitude and all that are all very valid. But, you know, if, if they can continue playing in that way as the, you know, Saint-Étienne should be another notch up in terms of quality. And if they can take that into the Arsenal game, then it looks very promising. Obviously, Almiron really needs a goal. But I just thought the fact that, um, the fact that if Bruce played him all the way up front just allowed Joe Linton to show his, his movement a little bit better. Um, and uh, yeah, they looked they looked a really good combination. Isaac Hayden linked really well with, with them, didn't they? And Javier Manquillo, that right-hand side for Newcastle, was um, was really potent for about an hour before the game sort of fizzled out. Now, we've spoken there, Stu just mentioned Isaac Hayden, Sean Longstaff got on the score sheet. And we, what we've kind of seen since Bruce has taken over is, especially Hayden and, and Longstaff, are getting forward a bit more. Um, I think you mentioned in your tweet as well when Longstaff scored. That's what he can do when he gets that license. Is it? I mean, that is an exciting prospect to see those two players. I think we, we probably would have expected it more off Longstaff, but Hayden. Do you think that's a bit of a surprise how well he is coping with that kind of license to run forward? I think he's he's one of the Newcastle's fittest players. I mean, he's he's piled the minutes in over the preseason. Uh, sure, he's really keen. Something's changed uh, in terms of his personal situation where maybe a new manager has given him more allowances. I don't know. I know Rafa tried a lot of things to, to keep him happy, uh, but still at the end of last season, he said he wanted to go. He hasn't said anything like that. In that he's been interviewed a couple of times in pre-season. He hasn't said anything like that. So, you know, the manager's hinted at, at 
Hayden Stain. So it's got to be a good thing for Newcastle as long as you can keep their performances up. Most certainly. And the other person who stood out was Javier Manquillo with mm. Yedlin not looking... Well, he's not fit at the moment. He could ideally start against Arsenal. I mean, I think everyone would probably like another right back in. We'll get on transfers in a moment. But Manquillo, yeah, Boosie, Newcastle's John Anson even labelled him as man of the match, I think, which is something that I think many people would be quite surprised at. Yeah, me too, to be honest. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't go so far as to say he was man of the match, but he was certainly one of the best players on the pitch. I think he's probably not someone who you would... Um, I think he's someone you, you, you'd ideally look more as cover, as you say, than than first choice right wing back. But, you know, if you can reproduce that level of performance in the Premier League, then yeah, he's, he's going to be a real asset. Most certainly. And just a final word then on Joe Linton before we got onto the transfers and Bruce. What was the one thing, Lee, for you? I mean, you've seen many strikers come in and try and fill that number nine shit and hasn't really worked very well. First of all, do you think he can do that? And second of all, what was the key thing that stood out for you on uh, Tuesday? Well, I think he's... You know he's going to need time to to settle into the into the role. Basically, I think it was great to see him get the goal. Uh, you know, timed his run well, finished well. Uh, but then there was a couple of opportunities in the second half where I thought, you know, maybe he could be a bit more selfish. I think he went almost clean through and he squared it for uh, I think it was Hayden who missed the chance. Um, so I think he will. As he goes on, I think you'll you'll probably learn to get that bit more selfish, basically in the in the black and white shirt. And what once he does, and he he realizes that you know when you're wearing that number nine shirt, it is all about you. You know what I mean? You've got to take those chances in the round because you don't know when the next one is going to arrive. So yeah, I think he's so far so good. At Preston, he was a bit quiet. I thought maybe he should have took the penalty. Where would have been been his debut? Grabbed the ball in the number nine shirt, but he didn't. Um, and you know maybe maybe we're going to see a different type of strike. I don't know, but hopefully um, he gets more minutes under his belt on Saturday, and then you know he's ready for the Premier League. That's the most important thing. I mean, what impressed me most was really his movement, and that's why I say I think it was important that Almiron played a bit further up, not in that slightly deeper position he played under Benitez, because that allowed Joe Linton to run the channels and not leave a big gaping hole in the middle. Um, I think you know as as one of a partnership rather than playing upon his own. I think. He could be quite effective. So Steve Bruce then afterwards, what was, was his mood like? Obviously he'd be happy to get the win, but I suppose he wasn't reading too much into it. It is just pre-season after all. Well, I mean, he was, he was actually quite critical of them, um, quite critical of the finishing. Um, said that they needed to be more ruthless, you know, just backing up what Lee's just said there. Um, I mean, you often see it with managers, don't you? They'll, they'll be more critical after a good performance and less so after a bad one. But, you know, he obviously knows they need more. Um Say as we mentioned earlier, Almiron need, needs a goal. Um, so yeah, he, he sort of tempered his comments and was very uh, was very tight lipped on on transfers coming in. A bit more forthright about players not going out, wasn't he? Uh, very keen to stress that he didn't want Kieran Clark to go, he didn't want Isaac Hayden to go, and that uh, Martin Dubravka's absence was completely pre-planned and that he'll play on Saturday. And that's where we'll go next, Lee, is transfers. Everyone is talking about incoming transfers. It is the same names that are obviously on the raids. We've got St. Maxman from Nice. Uh, played, he scored actually in uh, Nice's 6-1 defeat to Burnley. I think they were 3-0 behind within 18 minutes, which uh, is, is a bizarre. But anyway, he did score and apparently he was the, the highlight from it from the Nice point of view. We'll start with him. 
Um, I mean, what is the latest that you understand regarding his potential arrival? Well, Newcastle still want him, but Nice aren't budging on the price, hence why they've been using him in pre-season. And I think that that is always the case. That that just sends a message out saying, well, if you don't want him for the price, then you know we're going to use him. And if we risk injuring him, then that's that's your own fault for not cashing in. Mm. Rafa famously saw, tried that tactic with Ronaldo and it worked uh, when Liverpool came in about 24 hours after a game at Doncaster. So, look, I think Steve Bruce, he said it, he's made it on the record that he wants him. He, he said it um, two press conferences ago. Uh, now he's trying to play it down because he knows things are active. The hierarchy like to keep things very uh, quiet because they like to, uh, to try and break the news themselves. Um, and then, you know, Steve Bruce also wants to make sure these deals are done. He definitely still wants three or four more players. It's going to be a big week ahead. And, you know, hopefully he gets them. This is the... Is he now getting to the stage where he's finding out he's got the same issues that Rafa Benitez has? We'll find out on deadline day. Just sticking with Simaxman, obviously a winger, attacker. Uh, did, you, did you say anything from those wingers who came off or played at Hibernian that... Not that he might not be needed, but I mean, Newcastle have got quite a selection in the wings. Well, I saw that they didn't use any wingers. They played with a wing-back formation. That's the interesting thing, although he can also play in the hole. Again, they didn't play with someone in the hole. So um, if he comes in, he will give them different ways of playing. I think that's that's the key. And then the question is, you know, do you want to, do you want to pay so much money for someone who might not play in your preferred way of playing or can you sort of crowbar him into it? These are all the all the questions ahead for Bruce, I guess. I guess with you got Atu, mm-hmm. Jacob Murphy, yep. Rolando Aaron's, yeah, obviously Matt Ritchie. You have, but R- Ritchie and Aaron's were both used at wing back, and Murphy played at centre forward because in this three-five-two formation, you know, you, you don't have any out-and-out wingers, you don't have anyone in the hole. I say so. It's just a question of is that is that set in stone or is that just one of the options he's looking at? And it, it may well be that it is just one of the options he's looking at, and he's he's not trying to be too rigid. And do you think maybe the fact that Murphy did come on and play in that centre-forward role, again, it's only pre-season, but does that just highlight the fact that Newcastle need another striker? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Roland Orange played that role at Preston at the weekend, so he's, he's obviously trying alternatives to see what can what can happen. Obviously, Dwight Gale is, is still to, to come back from a calf injury. Uh, he's suspended for the first game, so it doesn't, you know he's got that bit of extra time, less pressure to, to get fit. Um, but look... Well, well documented. He wants striker. I think they've got fallback options in the in the window. There's there's several players that are deals that can do, and that they're not going anywhere else quickly. So you know, and I'm talking about people like Andy Carroll, Charlie Austin. Those are deals that can be done quickly towards the end of the window if they don't get other targets. Uh, for me, Austin or Carroll would would be okay. You know, given the circumstances. I mean, the only people that are paranoid about signing players that are at a certain age or, or Newcastle United I think the fans have got no problem with all the players coming in because they've got that experience I think someone like Charlie Austin you know he's fit enough he he would roll his sleeves up he'd get on with the job he was desperate to come here before he went to QPR I, th- I think he'd be decent and Bruce has shown in the past he's quite happy to take a risk on players with patchy fitness records like Andy Carroll um, you know, he, he he did that successfully at Sunderland with players like John Mensah and, and Wes Brown. He's done that at, at all his clubs, really. Um, you know, in order to get a player through the door, sometimes he feels he has to take risks. And as we know, Newcastle's board are quite risk averse when it comes to things well, like so that. So I was just going to say, Steve Bruce may have shown that, but the yes. club not. So um, the name that has also 
been mentioned quite a lot. Obviously, is Stanley and Zocchi. Um Lee, I mean, do we see... He's, he's become the new Bastos in many ways. He's linked nearly every window in the last few years. Do we see that this is the one that he may come in? I mean, it, again, it's price. You know, Newcastle... The, I mean, the, the the French papers, you know, got ahead of themselves on... I think it was Sunday afternoon, wasn't it, when they went in overdrive saying it was a done deal. And it, and it wasn't because they hadn't agreed all the things, all the complicated things that Newcastle seemed to lay out for a deal. They hadn't got it... They hadn't agreed all that, so here we are Thursday, and it uh, it still hasn't been done. So, look at the end of the day, Newcastle know they need to get four or five through the door. They might have to, they might have to uh, take a hit somewhere along the line. I mean that you do have to pay money when you're buying players. <laughs> you know, money does have to change hands at some point. You kind of get them on the cheap. So, look, um, as I say, I think Steve Bruce is now just discovering that, you know. This job, you've got to jump through a lot of hoops to get players through the door. Mm. It's great when you first come in, you sign the deal, and you, you you think you can make change, but you know the change at the top is the hardest. And yeah. Rafa Benitez couldn't manage it. Alan Pardew couldn't manage it. Steve Bruce is now finding that you know it, it is going to be difficult. But hopefully, hopefully has a, a good window and it has a positive ending. I think we'll have a much clearer idea by August the ninth as to just how much yeah. yeah how much say he's got in transfers. So that's how quick it's come around. I mean, I've been told that Enzotti wants the wants a decision either way in the next 24 hours because he wants to move from PSG he's been sent back from China so you know it's Newcastle up against it in terms of the window but these players that they're after will want their future sorted we've got another one I think you brought the story last week Lee regarding Emil Kraft from Ames um, again it's it, it's not a lot of money in terms of you know the modern day football world I think it's what I think it's 4.5 million 5 yeah. million maybe they're asking yeah. and Newcastle reportedly think that's that's too much for a quote from one of the nationals, a squad player. Well, the the, the problem is, is the selling club wants to get wind that it's Newcastle, then they'll they'll crank the price up. And a Newcastle, I think they're a little bit jumpy about that. And basically, once you know it became obvious they were interested in signing um, the Swedish international, then they they knew that they were going to have to. Um, pay a little bit more for it because the Newcastle and I think that's what frustrates them but it's one of them things it's the window when a, when a big club or a big reputation club comes in you're probably going to have to pay a premium on that and Newcastle that, that's the situation they find themselves in now for Kraft um, Positives I guess is Freddie Woodman out on loan uh, you brought that story this morning that's a big move for him a good move for him he's obviously needs first team football and the, the better news I suppose is well that he has signed a one year extension to his contract well it's great for him on a personal note it's brilliant for him because he's going to get his first team football and he knows he's going to be in a, a similar situation to what he is now uh, in 12 months time because then he can he can still run his contract down if he wants in 12 months time if Newcastle uh, aren't giving him what he needs it's brilliant for him that he can get first team football he's out the door at Newcastle for a while he can focus on football the kid hasn't been able to do that in the last year or so because Newcastle blocked moves because he wouldn't sign the contract he's now signed the contract and he's got his loan moves so it's it's bizarre really but for Woodman it's it's probably a lost year in his career and I'm sure he's really disappointed that about that because at one point he was the first choice under 21 keeper with England he was pushing up he was training with the seniors if you remember under Gareth Southgate uh, and then all of a sudden he's been overtaken and you know he's now having to recoup that that experience so 
hopefully this is one that works out for me. If we can get 40 plus games this year, it'd be tremendous for him. And in a side battling for promotion as well. The other positive is Bruce's feeling that Isaac Hayden, I think we have, we have mentioned it, but Isaac Hayden is most likely going to stop that as brilliant considering that the form he finished the season in uh, the, the last season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, the midfield is looking really interesting. Um, you've got Shelby, you've got Longstaff, you've got Hayden, who can all you know play in that, those two central midfield positions. Who gets the chance to go there in that Arsenal game? We'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, if Longstaff can can do it, then that's a real vote of confidence for him. But then, if he wasn't anywhere near it, then I'm sure he'd be quite annoyed because he's obviously had interest from. Manchester United, so Newcastle have to play him now. If they're going to keep him, they've got they've got to keep playing him. Uh, it's just how do you do you uh, adjust the midfield around um, you know Shelby and Hayden because they they've both had good good pre seasons as well. I think all three will probably play at least at the start of the season. My my worry about the midfield is I think they're a, they're a very good three. It's the depth underneath that I think yeah. they have to address in the next week or so. I suppose that's that's the case for the actual squad as well because you, you look at that yeah. starting 11 on yeah. on Tuesday and it's largely the starting 11 you'd expect against Arsenal minus uh, obviously Dubravka coming in for Darlow mm. uh, and it's not a bad starting 11 but it is once you start picking away you get an injury save Matt Ritchie's injury was, was worse than thankfully it doesn't appear to be um, suspensions the lack of form and then you you do look around and you think well yeah, who's going to come in I mean it, <laughs> It's and it's not the first time this has happened as well under Ashley. I guess that is one of the most frustrating things, you know, for the fans. He comes out and says, "I've made mistakes. I've learned from them." And it's like, well, we're here again, mm. and we've got a, we've got a decent first eleven, but have we got a decent squad? Yeah, well, exactly. We're back to the, you know, it's a catch twenty two situation in Newcastle, and you know, until Mike Ashley starts to run loads of money at transfers, then it's not going to change. And personally, I don't, I don't think you will. He'll always try to get the. The, the bargain deal, if you like, even the Joe Linton thing, you know, he's come in for 40 million. Uh, we don't know exactly how much the, this deal is spread, um, could could go over a number of years. Uh, but he's bought him because he thinks that he's going to be able to sell him for like double the price. So it's, you'd love Newcastle to be buying a player uh, because they're, they're ambitious, you know, go and pay 25 million for a 29 year old, you know, do something like that. They haven't done that, and I don't think they will because you know, as I say, they're they're allured by the prospect of, of somehow, uh, triggering some magic deal where they're gonna you know make loads of money. And to be fair, they have done that in the past with you know Sissoko, Carroll, Kabai, but more often than not, the players have bought in. That that hasn't been the case, so we'll have to wait and see. Just a brief mention about a couple a couple of us. Jack Corbett looks like he's also going to stop. But one man who obviously has been on international duty. Um, he hasn't featured since the, uh, I think it was the African Cup of Nations, is Henri Savé. Anything on him? I mean, people, people are asking. We, we, everyone knows he's he's still a member of this squad, but he obviously hasn't. I think returned. he gets a little bit extra time off because of the African Cup of Nations, um, but I'm pretty sure he'll be back at the club relatively soon. So far, Steve Bruce hasn't been the type to relegate people to the reserves and you know punish them almost for, for being at the club. Uh you know, you've got another bank of three midfielders there. You know, you've got Key, Savai and Colback. So it's going to be interesting to see where they fit in. Uh, we know with Savai, he's, he's one of these players who really fit, um, naturally fit guy. So I'm sure Steve Bruce will probably have a look at him, no doubt about it. And interestingly, I think he was playing more up top for 
his, his country in the African Cup of Nations. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see just whether he comes back and plays as, I think initially he was in as a defensive midfielder when he first arrived and I think he's been pushed up a bit more by his country. So be interested to see if Bruce kind of takes that on board and maybe looks at him as a more of an attacking midfielder. Yeah, I mean, it's he's got options with him. I know he was highly rated at his previous club when Newcastle signed him. He had a good reputation. But, you know, it's, it's a strange one because when he first signed, I sat down and had a, a long interview with him and uh, we got plenty of quotes out of him. And, and some of those quotes didn't see the light of day because he didn't... Uh, he just didn't get used as soon as Rafa Benitez come in. He was almost banished. I mean, he he did have, he's had a few little opportunities. Hasn't he? When he come in and scored the free kick against West Ham, uh, in the capital. But other than that, he's just been, you know, loaned here, there, and everywhere. So it's going to be interesting to see if Steve Bruce does have a proper look at him. But it's, the competition is intense. I mean, the the flip side of having all that Premier League money that clubs like Nice and PSG are trying to squeeze out of Newcastle is that when you when you get players in a Premier League squad who you don't want, it's very hard to move them out of the league because of the wages they're on. It's okay if you move them to another Premier League club, yeah. but to move someone like Savé abroad, it's very difficult because clubs just can't afford to pay those wages. That's why Ashraf Lazar's had such a long Newcastle career. Yes, most certainly has. But I suppose everyone has been given a bit of a, a, a clean break, a, a fresh slate, if you will. And um, I think just finally, guys, obviously the new season is, is, is upon us. For you, Lee... Are we expecting any transfer movement over the next, you know, forty hours before the before the final preseason friendly? I think that you've got to look at it over the week, really. I mean, it's hard to with Newcastle United. It's hard to to, to give them a forty eight hour deadline because it, it takes months normally. So they're going to have uh, the full week to have a go at it. Um, what they come out with at the other end, we'll wait and see. But you know, Steve Bruce has been having a bit of a, a laugh and joke with the press about how many players he's been linked with. But the reality is. They've been linked with a lot of players because they've been inquiring and, you know, putting checks in on a lot of players and, you know, especially with the European clubs. The minute that what the the phone rings and it's Newcastle United, someone will leak it to the press. So it's one of them where it's going to be an interesting week. Deadline day, uh, I think it will be pretty frantic. So to pin it down to 24, 40 hours or anything like that, I, I don't know if that's a great idea given Newcastle's track record. Um, but there are deals that are active and, you know, what what could potentially happen is, um, you know, some of these deals that are on the verge of, they do buckle and they do put the price up to 20 million um, or maybe 6 million for the, the fullback. And then the next thing, you know, these deals are done. So they can happen quickly, but it's about paying the money. Well, certainly is. And just finally from you, Stu, and what would, <coughs> we're seven days away from the transfer window for you if, Castanetti get those, say, Enzotti, uh, St Maximum, and, and Kraft fullback. Successful transfer window, would you say? I think so. Um, so long as they don't have to sort of lose any players they don't want to to get them in, yeah, I think that would I think that would be a successful transfer window. I mean, you know, we know Rafa Benitez has, has left the, the structure of a good side. It's just about adding depth to the squad, really. Um, not just the squad, but, you know, grading the first team as well. But, yeah, I think if they can get maybe three or four bodies in, sort of as a net game I think they're probably looking in decent shape well there you have it thank you very much for joining us this has been everything is Black and White Podcast Black and White Podcast